This is the Sadfoe series brought to you by Sports and Social Mind. For the month of September, we're delighted to be teaming up with Verso Fashions, having some incredible conversations with some of Ireland's inspiring female minds. In this week's episode, our host Fee chats with Trina Cleary. Despite being faced with adversity and facing a breast cancer diagnosis, she's continued to live life to its fullest. We chat all things positivity, gratitude, and ticking off her life list. Good, how are you? Good, thanks so much for joining. I don't know what happened there. We got there in the end. I know, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, they're out of the way now. But anyway, yeah. as I was saying, um, you're an incredible person and thank you so much for joining the Sadlow series tonight. So lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, yeah, I was just I was I, I was saying then in the introduction that I was reading your blog and it was so diary like and beautiful and so personal. Um, yeah. I yeah I was choking up. So if I do shed some tears, <laughs> oh, don't cry. Um, yeah, no, you're amazing. So anyway, um, Trina, yeah, thanks so much. And I, I suppose just for anyone who doesn't know you, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey? Yeah. Um... Well, my name is Trina. Um, I am a mom to a 14-year-old boy. Um, I'm from Wexford. Um, about, yeah, coming up to three years ago now, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I had just turned 34 when I got the diagnosis. Um, I had ignored the symptoms for so long. Um, and eventually, one thing led to another and we ended up in the breast clinic and on the day that I, I went up there I was diagnosed with the with the cancer the breast cancer um went through all my treatment and everything like that I went into remission the following year so June 2019 and less than a year later then I um started showing more symptoms and I was actually diagnosed with stage four um where it had spread to my bones so it spread to my neck my hip and a couple of spaces in my spine as well. Um, from there, we were just thrown into the system. Um, surgeries, broken necks, um, like I've had a hip replacement, um, daily medication, um, and just learning to live with cancer. Um, just because I was given the stage four diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you've got one foot in the grave or anything now, the way that things are and treatment is constantly progressing. Um, we live positively with cancer and that's just kind of me in a nutshell amazing and yeah like look your story is just incredibly heartbreaking but also amazing how you can stay so positive and you're so young and I am going to touch on the kind of you said earlier on there that you know you had you're ignoring symptoms and we'll come back to that but um how do you stay so positive and what has that journey been like um since the start i suppose yeah that's something that i get asked a lot how do you stay so positive um and there's no like secret recipe to it um i suppose it's a lot to do with my mindset and i allow myself to have bad days because they're normal like i can't be happy smiley going 100 miles a minute every single day um so if i do have a down day i'm like these days this is just 24 hours you know tomorrow's a new day these feelings are temporary and that's something that i have quoted to myself since the days i was going through chemo 
when there was days that I didn't want to wake up, I was in so much pain. I just wanted to go to sleep and not wake up. I thought it would be easier. And then I have a chat to myself and say, this is temporary. This is temporary. This is a means to an end. And tomorrow is a new day. And if tomorrow is still tough, then we try again the next day. You know, it's it's just about picking yourself up. Allow yourself to feel the, the, the bad feelings, but don't set up camp there. You know, just try and talk yourself out of it or speak to someone else who can pull you, pull you out of that. Um, or someone like, you know, my sister, my mom, my partner will be like, come on, we go for a walk, you know, because that's my kind of outlet aside from writing. Um, but definitely just talking or writing your feelings is a good way to stay positive as well because it just gets all those neggy things out of your head you know and then you can only think clear once once that's gone yeah definitely and I suppose sharing that journey online has that been something that you were con- you consciously kind of decided to do or um, was that kind of person or, or what like no literally my blog was born uh, i think maybe two days after i got diagnosed with breast cancer the first time so it's coming up to three years now that i've been blogging my whole journey and the reason i kind of started was because i was sick of hearing you're too young and i thought if i'm hearing i'm too young then there's other people who are younger than me again or my age that are hearing that i'm being dismissed so i kind of wanted to let people know like you know be an advocate for your own body and um, nobody else is going to fight for you so you have to do it for yourself um and then i suppose just kind of blogging my way through the likes of chemo my surgery you know the kind of symptoms and side effects that you feel as you're going along and i quickly discovered that if i was feeling some kind of way and i put that out there i'd have so many messages coming in going i'm feeling the exact same way so it just kind of kind of progressed from there and like you know it, it showed other people who maybe wouldn't be as vocal as me or who couldn't speak out as as loudly as i could that they're not alone and there is a whole community of us there like all you have to do is reach out and you know what you're feeling is normal if you're going through chemo if you're going through radiation like all of these feelings are normal and everyone kind of does go through them with you at the same time yeah definitely and i suppose throughout that journey was it um also i suppose connecting to those other people yeah and and also inspiring others i'm sure you like you know even for me looking at you i'm like i really want to get a breast check i really want to like get all these things done yeah um and as you said like pushing for them yeah so like being an advocate for your body what does that mean for you and has that changed i suppose since the diagnosis yeah i mean obviously like I said before I was kind of ignoring the symptoms and you know when I did eventually go to the doctor they were they didn't really in fairness my GP didn't dismiss me but I've heard other stories where people have been dismissed um but you know he was like you're too young um you're too healthy you're too fit so a lot of people kind of just accept that because it's your doctor and you think well they've gone to school for however many years like they know what they're talking about but like what I've discovered over the last three years is nobody knows their body as well as I do. Um, And even coming up to my second diagnosis, like I knew something wasn't right. I was given like the all clear told I was in remission, but I was like, something doesn't feel right. You know, I knew myself and even then I still didn't really advocate for myself. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, they've said I'm okay. But there was just that niggly feeling there and that your gut feeling is what I keep talking about. Um, so I suppose since I got diagnosed the second time, if I feel anything at all, like I could have a pain in my finger and I'd like, my fingers hurting me, like, is this normal? Does it need to get checked? And I will keep on talking about what is hurting me until it gets checked. But my team are quite good now where they, like they do, they take me seriously and they know 
um, that I know myself better than anybody else. So like if anyone takes anything from this life tonight, it's you know you better than anyone and just stand up and fight for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And we know like women's health is kind of on the back burner in, uh, in Ireland and I'm not really sure elsewhere, but definitely like it, there is like you have to press for things to get checked. Um, and it's only when you, as you said, when you push for really what you feel inside and trust your gut and trust your instinct and if yeah. the doctor proves you wrong well then great but yeah like yeah if that, I think that's a really really good point to make and I suppose you know as you mentioned there like cancer doesn't discriminate and we've seen that with Sarah Harding you can have money you can have fame you can have all the wealth um and I suppose if there was anyone out there going through something like you are too um what words would you kind of give them to stay as positive as you do um i suppose life is short isn't it so why for someone like me why why waste what time you have worrying about the small stuff and focusing on that when you can focus on tomorrow or focus on going for dinner with your friend or folk, you know, something other than what you're going through, you know, because, you know, it's a common saying, like, I don't have cancer, cancer doesn't have me, I have cancer, you know, and as much as cancer is a huge part of my life and it's changed things and snowballed things for me, I don't know what I'm trying to say here now, trying to keep people positive, like, I'm just getting a bit stuck now. No, <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, a lot of your, you, you speak a lot about acceptance and yeah you know that's kind of the first part of the journey would you would you would you kind of say that that is kind of the point where that becomes easier and you learn to kind of accept where you're at yeah like definitely once you accept it you know instead of fighting it or instead of um kind of just curling up and and just like letting life pass you by like you know, you just accept it and go, right, well, I'm still reading. I wake up every day and I can walk, I can do this, I can do that. You know, I'm still here. So why would you try and let cancer take that from you when there's so many people working in the background to keep you here? You know, cancer is like this big compared to all the people that are trying to save you, you know, and keep you here. And look at me 18 months later, like there's a whole bunch of minions behind me, like doing all these things behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's amazing and you know you're also so real and I know I mentioned positive a few times but I think the realness as well yeah you know I was looking through your post earlier and I was just like wow like she's brave she's honest and she's just raw and real and like it doesn't really get much better than that when you look at somebody and think what's the epitome of like somebody who is honest and integral like you're yeah you're just amazing so I think like how has shown your journey in that sense as well being for you yeah um just that's one thing that i always said that i'd be is real and raw um even if people didn't want to hear it at least it was there if they chose to to read like an experience that i've been through or whatever um so that's something that i pride myself on is being real and raw um yeah <laughs> um I'm just freezing now. I'm not normally like this. Like I can normally talk into the camera like <laughs> I normally just ring it. <laughs> no, I, I know you're busy, you're prepping your wedding and we're gonna come to that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, you've mentioned like the the little things that have filled your day. The 
the kind of hope I suppose and I think that's what you're like what I've gotten from your message it's it's hope that there's hope to be seen in every little thing um, yeah and I think that's absolutely gorgeous um like when you can just appreciate the little things and you find those little pieces of hope yeah and um, so tell me what's brought you those kind of little pieces of hope and um yeah I, I love the story that you rekindled um with your future husband I think that's <laughs> fabulous so i'd love to hear a little bit more about that it's so cheesy as well like if he's in the other room now he's I like stop telling this story he'd <laughs> be killing me when i get up off this now um yeah so i met him about nine years ago now i want to say um he was a barman in a local nightclub and you know we kind of started seeing each other and it just wasn't our time like we went our separate ways like we obviously moved on um I think it was around the time that I finished my first um, my first lot of treatment um, when I was first diagnosed back in 2018. Um, so it was just after that, and um, we kind of reconnected again. He was he kind of messaged you know messages of support and stuff like that. Like, um, and he kept asking me out, and I was like, oh, no, like away from me. Do you know, I was just I wasn't having a bar of it because I was like, you know, exes are exes for a reason. Um, so I kept being like, no, no, no. And he did persist. God love him. He persisted for like five or six months. Like, and eventually I said, oh, here, right, come on. So I kind of say, yeah, yeah, I'll meet up with you. And then like come up with an excuse the day before and be like, oh, I'm walking my pet fish. Do you know, like just completely blow him off. Like, um, so eventually I said, right, okay, I'll meet up with you. Um, on Friday and then after I sent the message I was like oh, Friday's Valentine's Day <laughs> so I was like I can't like back out again like because the poor chap will probably have a breakdown if I just like you know stand him up again so I went and I met up with him and we went for I think he had a cup of tea and I had a cup of green tea sitting in a hotel surrounded by couples on Valentine's Day and we were just like Bleh. like you know just making fun of them and you know all that kind of thing um, and literally since then we've just been inseparable like it was the best yes I ever said yes to really um oh, so cheesy like I hate <laughs> even saying that <laughs> no that's so nice yeah and nice. it's just like those nine years never passed you know oh that's so gorgeous and I suppose uh, I think they're going to inspire many people to go back to the rest of the afternoon oh god don't say that <laughs> people will be blaming me like this is your fault no not at all so and you're, you're getting married yeah get married two weeks on friday oh, uh, yeah congrats uh, yeah so full prep and swing now picked up the wedding dress and flower girl dresses and all that just today um so it's just trying to get all the little bits kind of planned and sorted you know well thanks so much for taking the time god i didn't realize how busy you were and how close it was so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah like honestly <laughs> and I suppose um look this is the self-love series and I would love to know what does self-love mean to you self-love um it was a really hard one because I always spouted off that I love myself I love myself I love myself and not in like a conceited kind of way it was like I love myself but I was trying to fake it till I make it make it with that you know and then after obviously I had my surgery and I had my mastectomy and I decided to not get reconstruction I said this is me you know like this like why would I turn away from this I've been put on this path for a reason and I said you know I should just embrace what I have you know um and self-love completely 
changed for me um, just after all of my treatment finished. I went on holidays with my mom and dad and sister to celebrate the end of all the treatment. And there's an iconic picture of me on a beach in Puerto Rico. And I'm like, peace. And my scar is out. I have radiation burns. And I was so scared to do it that people would be looking at me. And I very quickly realized that nobody cared that I was standing there with no top and just one one breast. And from there then, I just started to love myself more and more and accept myself more and more. And, you know, this is the body that I have now. It's been my home for nearly 37 years. It's kept me alive, especially for the last three years with everything that it's had to endure. Um, and I think that my body just deserves that love and respect um, that I have to give it. Now, you wouldn't say that on a Saturday night if I was eating a taco, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's just self-love. It's just accepting everything that you are and not worrying that other people are judging me you know i can stand up here pretty much naked and be like i love this whether you love it or not that's your problem that's not mine you know i know that i love myself and i need to speak nice to my body and she listens to me and she hears me and she keeps me alive amazing i yeah i was like looking at your post and i was like she's incredible like you are you show your scars and i think like you're showing the journey that you've been on and for anyone else going through something similar i'm I obviously can't relate, and but I know that so many others will, um, and probably already have, and and I'm sure you get messages in probably hundreds, thousands in your inbox, um, uh, and yeah, you're an incredible role model and an advocate for that, um, so well done for for showing your scars and for being brave, um, because I'm sure that's really not hard, not easy to do, um, and I suppose what advice would you give yourself? You know, you kind of said it has been a journey um, to kind of your younger self, if you were to speak to it. My younger self, same as now, don't sweat the small stuff um, because tomorrow it won't matter, you know. Um, be an advocate for yourself, love yourself. Um, you know, attend your appointments and check yourself and just be body aware of everything um, because it can be taken from you so quickly. And I think when you're younger, especially, you just think that you're invincible. But like, say, in this situation, like you said, cancer doesn't discriminate. So whether you're young, old or not, you know, it's still a risk that's there for everyone. So just to mind yourself, really mind your body, mind your head. And yeah, just stand up for yourself as well. You know, um, just mind who you have around you and keep your circle small because, you know, the smaller your circle as well the tighter of a group you are I feel like yeah yeah and, and tell me a little bit more about your kind of more support group that would be lovely to hear yeah um, um well there's obviously my family um uh, mom dad and uh, my sister um obviously I moved home when when I got sick the first time so like they were literally if I wanted a milkshake at 11 o'clock at night they were bringing me <laughs> always bring the food um then I have my son um my best friends um who came to chemo with me who you know they all rally when I need something um and just celebrate every little milestone with me um whether it's just that I've been able to eat today <laughs> you know like we just celebrate all all the milestones um, and then obviously I have my son and my partner and then just extended family who you know they're always there to 
support. They all have, like they used to call me the unicorn queen. They all have t-shirts with a unicorn with boxing gloves on it because I used to be a kickboxer. And, uh, you know, if I'm going for a big scan or appointment, they'll put the t-shirts on and support and stuff like that. Like, and just even strangers are a support system to me. Like, it's amazing, like, what strangers will do for for another stranger on the internet and I've actually made some really good friends out of it as well you know from from online who would have ever thought that like people would make friends online <laughs> and it's not creepy <laughs> amazing oh god that advice was incredible I had a message there and like so many messages coming in for you um and your whole journey has just been amazing and I suppose um I also read that you were I actually think were you in the front of a magazine maybe last year um yeah like this magazine with Sunday Independent. Seeing yeah. you on that, I'm thinking, wow, like she's incredible. Um, you know, showing everything and just yeah. you know embracing it, but you looked absolutely beautiful. That was and my favorite to do. Like so far, I love it. Yeah, it was amazing. So tell me a little bit more about about that shoot and what what was that for? Um, that was for Daffodil Day. Um, and the editor for Life Magazine. Um, wanted me to do a photo shoot um, just to promote Daffodil Day with the Irish Cancer Society um, and they said oh we have a photographer in Wexford um, if you wouldn't mind working with her and I was like yeah sure no problem um, blah 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 and it actually turned out to be my friend Nikki oh. um, who was the photographer um, myself and Nikki for the last well this will be our third year now um, it kind of been around September we always get together and we do uh, some kind of a photo shoot so that I have content for October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so I'm actually meeting Nikki and another girl on Sunday to do our annual photo shoot. So um, yeah, Nikki smashed it. Like the pictures were just absolutely, I've, I've never been more proud of myself in a photo shoot as I was with the ones that Nikki done for that one. Um, it was just incredible. And the response that we got out of it was just amazing as well. Like, Yeah, and I'd say it was so empowering, yeah. was it, to kind of... Yeah. Yeah, be in that setting and, and kind of have those photos done like that's such a as we said like body acceptance yeah. and body positivity like that's at its core um, yeah. but that's exactly what I got from those photos too yeah. Um, so yeah they're, they're absolutely gorgeous um, yeah. so yeah and I, I suppose the kind of we're, we'll wrap up soon but the I saw this list on your, your blog and <laughs> uh, you want to talk about a, a day in the life of tree um, yeah absolutely gorgeous it's it's all very much like diary entries stories journals and so raw as I said I was crying earlier um but uh, you've only brought positivity tonight and, and love and warmth so it's so nice speaking with you but yeah tell me a little bit more about the kind of you had a list yeah of all the things that you kind of wanted to tick off so so yeah. I want to share that with us yeah, so I call it a life list. Um, some people call it a bucket list, but ever the positivity, I wanted to put like a positive spin on like a bucket list rather than doing things before you die. I wanted to do things while I'm living. Um, so that's where that came from. Um, and like they're not really like crazy things. Like it's not like all swimming with dolphins and no, that not. kind of thing. No, it's just kind of normal everyday stuff to make memories with my loved ones and family and friends and stuff. Um, but the biggest one on there you probably saw was me picture this. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I met them last year. Yeah, it was a year ago now that I met them. And it was just, I've been talking to their tour manager and she's like, yeah, when you come to the concert, which obviously got cancelled, um, we'll do a meet and greet. And I was like, cool, cut and wait, like, you know, a couple of minutes to meet the boys or whatever. And uh, one day my sister picked me up, blindfolded me, bundled me into a car and I had no idea where I was going. 
and the boys actually drove down here to Kilmore Key and sang us a song and oh it was just such an incredible experience like and oh it was just so kind of them to do that as well um but that was probably one of the biggest one and then um was just like Game of Thrones tour which we done earlier this summer as well um like just little trips around Ireland um you know especially over the west and stuff like that like there obviously is the bigger ones like you know go to Vegas and New York and stuff like that like um but yeah they're just little memory makers and kind of documenting them then so that like there's always something to look back on for everybody you know yeah no doubt and um yeah no doubt you'll, you'll tick them all off your list I see you're going through them <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> and I see a message there um trina inspires and reminds women every day to look after ourselves and i think that's the core of the message tonight from you um is there any kind of last kind of motto or, or message that you kind of want to share um yeah like i mean i don't do this for you know any bit of clout or like acknowledgement or anything like that like or attention anything that's not why i do it um, I do it to help others, to inspire others, to help myself. It's a form of therapy for me as well. Um, but yeah, just keep keep looking after yourselves and keep checking yourselves. And if you're in any doubt whatsoever about any part of your body, if it's a lump or a spot or anything at all, just bring it to your doctor. I mean, it's better to be told it's nothing than to be told, well, I'm sorry you know it's something more sinister so you know early detection is key when it comes to anything serious with an illness so yeah just my advice is to just get your your concern seen to as soon as possible if you're if you're anyway concerned that's amazing trina so like look after yourself early detection and, and as soon as you do kind of see something or want something checked as a proactive approach do it um, yeah. and it certainly made me think and i think you've definitely certainly made so many other people think as well um so i just want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight um oh. you've been incredible and honestly i think this conversation will help so many who are going through the same experience but also will touch so many others as well so i hope so yeah thank you so much um and best of luck with the wedding day and oh thank you yeah i'll be up don't worry <laughs> Amazing, Trina. Thank you so much. Talk Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.